Hello, and welcome to a Nerd Punches Nerd special report. Today, we're going to be going over the latest Game of Thrones trailer for Season 4. I'm Jeremy, here with Benji and Sam. How you doing, guys? Doing Hello. good. What's up? So, the trailer just came out for Season 4, so I think we thought, let's just sit around the old internet. Mm-hmm. Nice, cozy, warm internet. And... Just talk about what happened in said trailer. See if we can figure out what was happening. You know, do some predictions, our hopes, our dreams, our worries, our fears for this uh, new season, which is coming up in only two months. So, of course, just as a warning, there will be spoilers for all of at least A Storm of Swords. And if it goes farther than that... Well, we'll... Let's be honest, we're going to spoil the whole damn thing, like as much as we know. There's no way we're gonna hold it, hold anything, hold it back. <laughs> Let's at least I can speak for myself. That's probably I, true. Yeah. At least. yeah, just just complete spoiler alert for everything Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire related. Um, I don't like discussing theories about things about things that haven't happened yet in the book, but still, you know, let's just put it at that. <laughs> All right, so all right, let's talk about what we see in the trailer. One of the things that's sort of an interesting divergence even from the beginning, is that Jamie is already there. Mm. Because in the books, he isn't there yet. Where was he? He was on the road. So how do you think things might be different now that he actually has a chance to sit and talk to his son, which we're seeing here? They're probably going to push that relationship a bit. They're probably gonna because they didn't really in the books. In the books, it was something that was on Jamie's mind, but it, it was pretty clear that Jamie didn't really feel anything. And in the show, yeah, they sort of show that, but they may have a little more. And especially they show that that thing in the trailer where they showed uh, Jamie like you know kind of contradicting him, just being like you know the war isn't over yet. That's true. Yeah, I think they're definitely pushing the the relationship between Jamie and Joffrey, which which I think is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. As you, as you guys point out, it's some it's something that's not really in the book at all. But there's no real reason why you know why that shouldn't be. Like it would make sense, especially considering Jamie's character arc. You know where he's actually becoming like more responsible as a human being, and you know is like trying to um, trying to mature. That he should take an interest in Joffrey, who actually is his son, even if like nobody acknowledges it uh, explicitly. All right. Well, and you know, like that. that so, so I, I do like that idea. Um, in terms of the question of like how things might play out differently, I don't think that things will necessarily play out differently because most well, of what happens, most of what happens in this season, is not really joffrey's doing it's more cersei's doing all right well i'm gonna have to quickly disagree with you for just a second okay because spoiler alert again (laughs) somebody dies pretty soon that's kind of a big deal and jamie wasn't at that event right the book right you mean the gold wedding if you will (laughs) so wait are we are we just spoiling this or not like i'm just just spoiling spoiling it yeah, it's the, I'm just giving people another chance. To stop okay, listening. if you really don't want to be spoiled, Joffrey gets his balls cut now. out. No, yeah. no, he doesn't. He just chokes. Raped in the mouth. But <laughs> speaking of that, Jamie wasn't there. 
And right. he does show up, of course, after that happens. And it's sort of, and then, you know, and then when Tyrion sees, oh, Jamie has lost his hand, now he's like, ah, oh, crap. Well, now I'm definitely screwed. Because he thought that maybe Jamie was the only one who might be willing to actually defend, you know, defend him. Is it what Cersei thought? No, no this is what Tyrion thought. thought. Oh, fact, Tyrion thought. Because yeah. Jamie, in fact, does not believe that Tyrion was responsible. Even though Cersei, crazy Cersei, says yes. Right, right. She says, oh, kill him, please. Kill him, my, my darling Jamie, and then come inside me. <laughs> and then he says, hmm, no to both. Although one of them is a rain check. <laughs> and, um, so yeah. Of course, you know, and Jamie says something along the lines of, you know, if I was whole, it would be a different matter. But the truth is, I wouldn't win, and then we'd both be dead. Tyrion's like, well, that's a good damn point. Mm-hmm. So, so why, do you, why do you think that would really be different if Jamie's already there? Well, the only thing that might be the case is he's there to see Joffrey die, theoretically. Yeah. Although we don't know if that's actually going to happen, but it's certainly possible. Mm-hmm. And so, and therefore what? Well, he might have a different take on it. I mean, if he's trying to connect with him. Yeah, maybe he'll have like a reaction to it, or maybe maybe he'll be like a like like a Return of the Jedi, like with Darth Vader. You know, like Jamie's just looking back and forth. But he's like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> I really, really hope that they don't mess with Tyrion and Jamie's relationship. Because that is one of the strong things in the book. Um, you know, when, when Jamie eventually comes, and here's more spoilers for you, but um, when Jamie eventually comes and, and rescues Tyrion, um, and, or it's actually like Varys who rescues him? I don't know. I don't, yeah. I'm confused. Yeah. yeah. And, but, and Jamie, and but Jamie, Jamie, like, Jamie is out. like behind it. Jamie, Jamie is the one who like arranges for him to be rescued. Well, also, Varys, and Varys also, likes Tyrion. I mean, there's that and, too. Right. But Varys wouldn't do it without Jamie. So Jamie basically makes it possible. With and the... and then we find out that like like Jamie tells Tyrion the whole story about how the thing with the the core, um, you know, Taisha. it was all yeah with Taisha. Like it turns out that she wasn't actually a whore, and it wasn't all just like fake and like it was real, and they all pretended it was fake. And like that's an opportunity for what happens is that is that Tyrion. It, it poisons their their relationship, or Tyrion basically says like you're dead to me or something. I don't know. He doesn't actually say that, but the point is, um, if Jamie sort of like has a falling out with Tyrion earlier, then that takes away from the poignancy of that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you gotta hope that that they don't really because there's some really important things that happen. I mean, I I, I think it's pretty clear the Shay thing is not going to happen the way it did in the books. I don't think so. I don't think it's going to be Shay, um, Shay that just screws him over because she's just scared. I feel like if she screws him over, it's going to be because she's like a lover scorned or whatever. I think that's that's really more the road they're going down. Yeah, that seems to be the case. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, which, which I don't, I, I don't necessarily like because yeah. I feel like they've made Shay less interesting as a character. She's she's. I mean, I look at her as one of the weaker links in the show. Anyway, she bothers me kind of. Well, she wasn't um, that interesting in the books. What was but, what was interesting in the book was that 
you never knew if the whole thing was an act. Right. You never knew if like she was just she was just a whore. She was just pretending. She you know like oh it's so good for me baby you know kind of thing. Um, yeah. Like she she might have been faking the whole time. And Tyrion has his doubts, right? And he chooses yeah. to ignore his doubts consciously. Well, it's also um, because it's, he's it's, just it's just happier that way. Yeah. Um, but then in the end, when she betrays him, then he doesn't know if like well. You know, did she actually like turn on me, or was she just never on my side in the first place? I don't know. Right? In the show, they've sort of made her motivations much more explicit. Like it's, yeah. it seems you very have clear. To, like yeah. she likes him. She wants him to just run away with her. She doesn't want to deal with all like the the politics that he's dealing with. Well, there's uh, got to be a fallout from Varys attempting to bribe her out, and her thinking, "Oh, Tyrion just wants to get rid of me." Mm-hmm. You know, I think we can all agree that Darius yeah. was not trying to trick him, trick her, that he really did want her to get out because she's like, no, don't stay. You're just going to screw up Tyrion. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, nice try, Tyrion. Whatever's. And then, you know, just runs off in a huff. I mean, we, we're all on the same page on that, right? Yeah. Right, right, right. So the thing is, if she feels like the only maybe she feels like she has to get back at him by hurting him as much as he's hurt her so that's why she sleeps with his father yeah like but also the, the thing is it's really like like is that enough is that really enough for her to like sentence him to death you know what i mean because in the in in the book when she testifies she like it's it's a it's it's you know kind of sentencing him to death it's not the only evidence brought against him, but it's a huge damning thing. I mean, it also humiliates him. That's also the, the right. Big it's part actually. It. I, th- I feel like the humiliation is even like a bigger factor. Yeah. Than yeah. The evidence she presents against him. It's mm-hmm. more like she just she makes him into like this mockery. Um, yeah. People like all right, People so... can't even can't even take him seriously as a human being. Mm-hmm. Here's one possibility, which is that we as the audience see that what she's doing is being told. Let's say that by doing this, it's going to actually save him. But Tyrion doesn't realize that. So he mm-hmm. feels hurt, whereas we as the audience know that he's reacting incorrectly. So it's more tragic. Mm-hmm. Can Can I just ask you guys something? This actually has nothing to do with the trailer. But um, Benji mentioned something about Shay sleeping with Tywin. Now, right. um, in discussion with some other readers of the book, I've come across the idea that a lot of people don't like the idea that Tywin was actually sleeping with Shay because they think it's out of character for him. That's and, nonsense. Right, so I don't agree. I think that it absolutely is in character and it actually makes him a more interesting character. These are people like, who read the books? Yeah, people who read the books, but but they, they okay. felt like, oh, there's no way that Tywin would sleep with Shay because no, 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 we no. know that... He was like so loyal to the memory of his dead wife, and etc. Well, I like, think I think there's a I think there's a change. Like it definitely is. It's I I think it's definitely true that it's not something that you see aside of Tywin. You see a lot, and that was part of the whole thing. But also remember what happens afterwards. I mean, like like he gets he gets killed on the toilet. You know what I mean? So that, that the entire thing is like him being vulnerable anyway, and that he's just prone to all these things anyway. His sort of I think I think it's kind of you know it's like metaphorically or actually literally his power is being taken away and he's shown in a much more vulnerable light more than he ever had before. So I think, I think that's a little part of it, but I don't think it's so crazy because you just think about, well, she's just a whore, 
you know? Yeah, like, but it's, it's not just that. It's, I mean, it's more what you're saying about the vulnerability. Like, Tywin is a human being also. Right, he's right. He's not a machine. And he's right. getting older. You know, he has, he has weaknesses. He has frailties. Like, the idea that he might actually want to have, like, you know, um, a woman in his bed is, like, you know, I mean, like, whatever. Like, people... Even, even if that's like not solid. the right thing for him to do from like a moral perspective, yeah. like from the, uh, the perspective of honoring his wife. And we know that he's like, he's like a very disciplined person. Um, mm -hmm. And he does, he does things very much the way that they're like supposed to be done. But as you get older, you sort of weaken and you compromise and you give in to, you know, certain indulgences that you might not give into when you were younger and, and, and more, severe of a person and you know like he, he gets older and he's still a severe person but like it, i see it as like a sort of like softening a little bit of his yeah. his iron resolve which yeah. which to me makes him as you said more vulnerable and more human like he he has weaknesses too yeah yeah i yeah and and i mean it, it is an interesting thing though about him sleeping with Tyrion's, you know with with with, with Tyrion's whore you know obviously there's there's symbol there's like significance to that but why would he pick her in particular that is kind of an interesting thing why would he pick shay you know why well, i mean why, part of it part of is, it is she the only one available like you know part of it also is you know it's it's sort of striking uh thematically because we know not only that that tywin is so strictly you know like i mean he's so in love with the memory of his wife but also because he so hates the idea of of a whore just coming in and like taking her place, you know, in the bed of, of a powerful Lord, because that's exactly what happened with his father, you know, and that was basically how he made his reputation on, on his, his treatment of that, this woman who basically like made herself the lady, you know, of his father's household. Right. And now here he is, you know, in his old age, basically doing the same thing that his father did. Yeah, I forgot about that whole thing about about his father's uh, thing with, with with the horror and all that. Yeah. So here's the thing. I want to give you a couple of ideas. Now, in the book, Shay says to Tyrion, you know, Cersei made me say that stuff, but he just, like, he can't take it and kills her. Yeah. Okay? Now, the truth is, we don't really know. Just like in general, you were saying with Shay, it's always been a kind of a mystery. Was she forced into it or not? Mm -hmm. And the truth is, she could have been. Yeah. So let's let's think about this from what I was just saying before. It could be that something along those lines happens, and that maybe. So this would make things even more tragic if she said, "Thought I have a, like her plan is I'll seduce her, you know, Tywin, and that way I'll be able to get to rescue T Tyrion." I don't. I don't think that was her plan. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I no, I don't think I'm saying if that's how they do it in the show. I don't uh, think there's I, a... I really hope they don't. <laughs> that would be that would be like so tawdry. Yeah. Like yeah. You know, that's like it's like such a such a like a B movie sort of plot. But, but this the sexy speaks... woman no, 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 no. seduces the, the powerful general in order to like free the prisoner like bullshit. You know. Yeah, but if like, that I mean it's, her, that's not that's not that the whole story that that's what that's what that's what, Osha That's what Game or, of Thrones uh, is about. Name? Game of Thrones is about a woman who is like too scared to say no when a powerful man tells her that he wants her in his bed. Like Game of Thrones is like, you know, it's not about like sexy women seducing people. It's about, um, you know, like 
male privilege asserting itself. Okay, so Taylor, well, there, there was also the whole the whole. I mean, there are also female powerful female characters, but but yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I'm not. But, I'm not saying they're, 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 they're not being. They're not being. Like, they're not being. Like, like, okay, 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 okay. Hold on. Those kind of like darker realities. All right, all right. Yes, but all right. So then turn it around again from what I just said. Instead of it her being her plan per se, it could just be something that happens that he just forces himself, you know, onto her, and that's part of it also. Uh huh. Do you understand what I'm saying? You're saying like like, like like Tywin and Shay are with each other, and then he forces himself on her. Because I and... see only two options here. The truth is, the way they've been building up Shay, I feel like it would be better suited for the way the show's narrative is to have it not be ambiguous. In the book, it is ambiguous. Certainly, Tyrion believes Shay betrayed him, but the truth is, it's possible that she didn't. Well, because we don't know a lot about her, right? Um, now, actually, yes, yeah, sir. I think ahead. in the show, it would make more sense if she was sort of threatened into it. Like you have to do this; it's your only chance. Yeah. When you say do this, you mean you're talking about testifying, not sleeping yes. with Tywin. Okay. Well, but then I just probably, want to be clear. But, but the, the you have to do this with Tywin is just that he forces her. Well, see, I don't, I don't necessarily think that it would be good for the show to depict or to present the scenario where Taiwan is forcing himself physically on Jay. I think it's more just Maybe like he gets drunk. No, no, but what, there might be what, something like he what gets I, drunk. What I envision it as is the idea that like Taiwan, there's a there's a huge power differential between these two people. Taiwan is one of the most powerful people in this entire world, and Shay is one of the least powerful people. And, you know, you don't have to force yourself physically on someone when you already have so much social power over them. And that's that's something that I think would be interesting to explore. The You know, the idea that, like, Shay might be forced into sleeping with Taiwan, not, not due to any physical force, but just due to, like, the idea of this, like, social pressure where she knows that, Really, she doesn't have a choice, even if she like lies to herself and says that she does, right? That's that's interesting to me. More interesting than like just physical violence, which is just sort of like, um, you know, it's it's like very sort of ordinary and like vulgar. All right. Well, let's get yeah. back to the well, trailer. Wait, wait, wait. I, I do want to say I do want to say one thing, which actually has to do totally with the 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 show, which is one of my one of my general. Uh, fears about it, which I think it is possible, though, when you're talking about it being really tawdry before Sam, that, that whole thing with Shay, um, I, I, I am sort of afraid they might, you know, pull a Dexter, or pull, you know, I thought Dexter's not the only one that this happens, but where just the show gets a little thinner and weaker as it goes on. I mean, that is that is possible. You know, it gets a little stupider True. and campier, and I did find a couple but... uh, troubling hints of that this past season, I will say. I, I didn't like to admit it. Well, I probably actually admitted it very loudly. But, uh, but, but like, but you know, you know what I mean? I just, I, I don't, I hope it doesn't go down the road of getting more B, like, like B movie-ish, but, you know. I don't think so. I mean, usually HBO has a decent track record for that. What you're talking yeah. about is Showtime, which does not yeah. really have a good track right. record. Right, right. That's true. I mean, it's think true. about The Sopranos, which I think ends very strongly, or yeah. The Wire, which also ends really yeah. strongly. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. because you had, like, visions behind them. Which I think is true here, you know. These aren't people who are going to really this is be pushed around by HBO to well, end it a certain way. It's not just vision; it's also like a certain core stubbornness, where the people who made 
The Wire and The Sopranos were very stubborn about their visions and wouldn't let anyone else tell them how things were going to be. Um, you know, and I'm hoping that uh, Weiss and Benioff also have that same level of stubbornness where they don't allow anyone else to sort of meddle or, you know, um, try to try to impose, um, you know, something from the outside which contradicts their vision. But I, I don't so. I don't think that they have necessarily like a track record that would prove one way or the other whether well, they're likely to be I, able to, to resist that kind of thing. At this point, you know, they've been successful enough. I feel like they have a lot of pull and a lot of ability to say no. For right. The, you know. Well, my, my issue is not necessarily whether they're going to be pressured to, to do just stupid things. Also, if, you know, they'll sustain it. I just hope they will. And they, they very well might. It looks good. <laughs> You know, right, like well, it's an awesome show. Let's get back yeah. to the trailer because I want to go through the rest of this plot line. Wait, so, we're talking about the trailer? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know that, but we were. <laughs> so one of the other scenes that happens, we see Jamie getting two things. One is a new sword and one is a new hand. And it's interesting in the way that he tries to acclimate, obviously, himself to these two things over time. I mean, there was, one of my favorite parts later on is when Jamie just smacks somebody with his hand. Was, yeah, that was great. When she insult, when he insults uh, Brienne, when somebody insults Brienne. Yeah, he smacks. I him. don't remember the scene where Jamie gets a new hand. And one of the things that I hope the they, trailer. I don't they, remember seeing that. I think it just, might have gone by second. very quickly. Well, one of the things I hope they explore is him learning, you know, how to use a sword. Although that probably won't be till the next season. And. Mm -hmm. I want to see stuff with the hand because you remember there's a lot of like inner monologue about how how heavy it was getting. He definitely complained about it out loud too, so I'm sure they can put in plenty of those quips. But mm -hmm. I want to see some like subtle acting and stuff where you know you can see how it's like gradually bothering him the more he wears it. Well, the but whole the whole interesting thing about the hand in the book is that it's like it's basically all for show. Um, there, it doesn't have any real practical use except for like smacking people in the face, <laughs> yeah. um, which granted is useful, but, um, it's, it's sort of the fact when he wears it, it conveys a certain sensibility that like appearances are more important than substance, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and this idea that, oh, the Lannisters are so rich and, like, you know, Jamie Lannister loses his hand, he can just get a golden hand, you know, which he can. But, like, would you want to have a golden hand? It's actually not very useful at all. And it's really heavy. It's really and he heavy. Does, and he doesn't, like, he doesn't like it because, you know, it, 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 it's <laughs> like he, he's, a, he's a knight, you know, he's a fighter. And also the thing with Jamie anyway that he feels kind of... He's kind of uncomfortable, or at least is ambivalent towards the role of being, you know, a, a lord in public and all that stuff. Well, there you was know? there was one scene in the trailer that I saw and got excited about that probably like very few people actually cared about. <laughs> okay. Um, which was the scene where you see Jamie closing a book. And granted, that's not yeah. like the most exciting thing <laughs> in the world. That was like but. that was like kind of like a buzzkill end of end of his arc <laughs> in one of the books. I was but. like, oh really? <laughs> if 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 I'm interpreting that right, I think that book is like the Chronicles yeah. of the Lord's Commander of the King's Guard. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. And so that's a scene of like Jamie, you know, writing in the book and right telling his story of like his chronicle as the Lord Commander, which is a, a key piece of his his growth as a character, where he has to sort of face the fact that like um 
I am now in this real position of authority, this position of, you know, tremendous prestige and honor. And there's all these great men who have done it before me. And, you know, what have I really done in life? You know, that's like what that's what Jamie is asking himself. Like, what have I accomplished, at least in the book? Because like he writes his little entry and there's barely anything in it. And, you know, and it really sort of makes him question himself. Even though that, he's done gigantic things, even if you don't like it, I mean, like, well, but like, what, the point is, like, when you when you put it down on paper um, and compare it to like some of the other things that other Lord commanders have done, it's actually not so impressive. No, because he that's, didn't really that's protect like, because his he didn't, king. He doesn't really participate, like you know, in the great wars of the age. He kind of missed out on them, and you know, oh, whatever. He like won some tournaments and stuff, but like. Who cares? Right. You know, like it's right. And then he lost. He lost one of the first time. You know, when he goes to charge against Rob Stark. Right. Right. Exactly. He lost like a you know one of the only key battles that he even participated in, and so like it's you know it's sort of like a an eye opener for him. Um. So that that was something that I saw in the trailer, and the fact that they put it in the trailer shows that they think that's important, and that is exciting for me because I think it's important, and I'm glad that the you know the show's creators also feel like that that piece of Jamie's character development is something that's like notable enough that they want to have it in the trailer. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's continue then with our little talk about it. So obviously they showed a little hint of our friend Joffrey and his wonderful wedding, mm-hmm. which just wonderful wedding. <laughs> Well, I mean, the wedding was mostly uneventful. Yeah, it's obviously. it's actually nicknamed the quiet wedding. Yeah, it's so, so <laughs> Because quiet. nothing much happens in it. <laughs> <laughs> nothing happens. Nothing <laughs> happens, just a few boars. Yeah. That's basically a it. A couple king's deaths. You know, nothing nothing special. Was it, wasn't, um... Oh, yeah, wasn't there that whole thing with, like, uh, I don't know if they'll have that, but, like, where that, that the like, the, the two midgets are little people. I'm sorry for all our little people listeners. Um, Say dwarf. Uh, uh, dwar- right, right. Dwarf. Is that the preferred right. term? Yeah, well, it is. A, it's the technical term. Well, it's much cooler to be a dwarf than anything else, right? Because then you can you have an excuse to be a dwarf. That's awesome. Anyway, saying midget so, is a pejorative. Right, right. right. And, the, and the term "little people" just sounds like well, it's what some diminutive. It's what some little people like to be called. But yeah, I mean, I, if that's what they like to be called, I understand. But it, I would feel very uncomfortable calling somebody that. A little person. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you just call them Frank? Come on, Sam. Anyway. <laughs> call so, them all Frank. That's right. So, or are you just against Westerosi little people? Is that your thing, Sam? You're just against those? Come on. Speaking of Westerosi people, <laughs> what, about Wait, our new, what about our new guy, Oberyn Martell? Wait, we haven't, we haven't actually talked about the wedding. We haven't talked about the little people at the, at the wedding. Weren't they at Joffrey's wedding, the ones yes. who got killed, right? And, and it's yeah. kind of important. I really hope. I really hope that that gets included. I can oh, see yeah. why they wouldn't. Uh, well, but she. No, it's like, it's it's a it's a valuable it scene because what happens later? Remember, he you know Tyrion runs into her. Yeah. So, Who knows how they're gonna do Dance the Dragons though? Like, well, it's it a good question. That, that's gonna pan out, you know. But let's talk it, then about Oberyn Martell, one okay. of the best characters in the entire uh, series. So it's interesting, you know, we see a little bit of him talking with people who aren't Tyrion. So you have to assume that they're going to do a little bit of him talking about things so that we learn a little bit more about him. Because one of the things that happened already at this point in the book 
is that he already was there. He was already in, you know, the uh, the castle before Rob dies. Is that true? It is true. Yeah, no, we we no, talked about this at a, at a previous Game of Thrones podcast. Like they were already there. The Martells had already arrived a little earlier. Yeah, yeah. So it it's not really a big deal, I think, just to push that forward a little bit. I don't think there's a a big difference. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's very interesting, you know, this idea about him defending. You know, there one of the things that we see. Obviously, we see a little bit of the you know the fight between them, which you know it looks to be choreographed well. I mean, we talked to you know how that's kind of a critically important scene. Yeah, I imagine. I'm trying to think of like where in the book that takes place. It won't be in the next to last episode because I feel like there's too much stuff that happens after that, right? Well, we see stuff additionally with Tyrion being you know marched around. But the truth is, it's hard to say because I could see that being the end of the ninth episode over and dying. Uh huh. Spoilers again. <laughs> um, and that the final episode, you know, Tyrion kills Tywin and escapes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that 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 the ninth episode is going to be is going to be over in versus Gregor. So you think it will be the ninth episode? I think so. What, what else? What else is going to be I'm, in the ninth episode? I was trying episode? to think if there's anything that happens after that. I guess that is pretty close to the end. Yeah, the only thing that happens after it, which is big, and they do have big things happen in the tenth episode, just not as climactic. Is, is mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. they're going to have Tywin getting killed. I, I think. Well, that I, I mean, it, in Westeros, you're also you're forgetting. Uh, first of all, there's like the whole Danny storyline, and there's a the whole John storyline. Oh which, yeah, so, you know, in so which, like problem... big things are happening, you know, in other parts of the world. Yeah, so I mean, maybe maybe like. That would be, that would be a crazy, crazy, crazy ninth episode if they had like if they had you know the the, the battle at the wall. All right, and, well uh, let me tell you what happens after Tyrion because I'm just gonna re- I'm just gonna quickly look at the chapters. All right, so one of the things that happens after is Sam and John, and then John becoming the new commander. So the the battle with the wildlings happens before that. That's yeah, because right. because they're like you should become yeah exactly. After that, so that would be like around the seventh episode, or eight. after. Oh, okay. After that, uh, our old friend Lysa, uh this trips. She trips. <laughs> you saw it. You also died. <laughs> that's right. She trips, and then someone's. Oh, that's right. There's all that stuff. And then you know, our old buddy, you know, Merritt Frey gets killed by someone who's dead. So that's a that isn't that would be quite a place to end the season 2. Wait, so that's you're saying that's what happens after Tywin dies? Yeah, yeah, Carcetti. Yeah. Car- oh, I thought you were saying after the... after the just just what happens after uh Oberyn dies. But the truth is if they do the wedding early enough, you could have stuff with Sansa already gone. Yeah, you're saying I mean, like I mean, like scenes with Sansa when she's with Littlefinger, like taken well, off. For we the have. Other? If you looked at, if you noticed, there was a part where I believe it was Sansa in the Eyrie. It looked like her. I think. Really? It was like a snowy thing, and pretty, and you didn't see her face, but I'm pretty sure that was her. That's my um, thought, anyway. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's probably the the Eyrie. 
So now we don't really know, but just just think about these. These are all like crazy places. This is one of those nutty things about this book. There's so many places it could end. First of all, John winning the North, you know, the commander is pretty is a great way place to end. Yeah, right. you know, right. I, and the king of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is kind of what it's like. It is the parallel with him and Rob. You know. He That's gets right. appointed too, with being sort of reluctant, but he he accepts it, you know. Right. A northern commander, northern. Lysa dying is another great ending. Well, hold on, hold on. Okay, but so, they don't have to do that. And then, of course, the truth is, I feel like they almost have to end it with, you know, Catelyn. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, they do have to do that. I okay, mean, that is how a Storm of Swords ends. That's the that's the epilogue. And I feel like it would just... The, the question like, is, are they going to have a scene with, like, a random fry that we've never seen before? Like, you know, well, I mean, they might, but... Stephen Fry? It would be, uh, yeah. It would be it's, a little bit... It would be very bold, I think. It would be cool to end, end the season on, like, that same season from the epilogue. And they've done that before in other seasons, I think. Yeah, they've I think, ended the season on, like, that. basically the same note that the book ended... Certainly, season one ended exactly the same as the book ended. I was yeah, trying to think of the of the other seasons if they ended exactly the same way. They, um, they have, I don't really remember, but I want to say that season two ended with the very last scene had something to do with the Night's Watch, right? It had to do yeah. with Sam seeing, uh, you know, seeing the others. And I don't remember seeing the White Walkers, right? I don't remember if the second book ended in exactly the same way. No, but. It, it didn't really. It didn't really. Um, yeah. But but he did he was running away from the White Walkers like in in Storm of Swords. As well, as, we, we didn't get Sam's, that wasn't the last scene. Yeah, we book. didn't get Sam's POV until Storm of Swords. That's uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, and remember, like all the kings have to die. I mean, that's part of the, yeah. Joffrey. Then, then probably they're gonna wrap in Balin dying with um all the Greyjoy stuff. They're gonna throw in the the new well, story they, arc. They're gonna. I mean, throw. They have to do that because you have the only way that. They get saved is by Stannis, right? Right. And therefore, you know that has happened. So there's all sorts of things. I feel like the wedding is probably going to happen in the middle of the season. Yeah, definitely. I think it'll happen like probably, probably no earlier than than episode three, and probably no later than six. Yeah, you know? I, I mean, I, I think six at, would be pushing it because there's a lot of fallout from that. Um, yeah. But I, I feel think, like yeah. five is a good one for that. But we, of course, we don't have the episode list. Yeah. Yet. Well, but I, I think th that would make sense. Yeah, so so it's you know like um, there is a bunch of things that that happen. Here's my theory about the ninth episode. I think the ninth episode, um, and this would be awesome. I think the ninth episode is going to have you know the 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 fight with with Oberyn and um, and the mountain definitely, and then also the battle at the wall. I think that's kind of the the the, the big thing. Perhaps they'll have. Liza getting uh, killed by Carcetti, but but I think that um that I don't think so. That, I think that's that's but, such a great season ender. Yeah, no, you're right. No, 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 no. But, but then because he, he explains about his, I'm sorry, Littlefinger explains about um uh, about him killing John Aaron, you know, and that's like that's that's like a big thing. I hope they don't skimp on the John Aaron thing because they haven't really mentioned John Aaron. Since no, the first she's season. the one who explains. About I know, John Aaron. I know, I know. But I'm saying I hope that they still have it because. Be, you know what I mean? Because uh, because they haven't really spoken about John Aaron since the first season. 
So I don't know if people are thinking about John Aaron. He's definitely mm-hmm. more present in the book, you know, the fact that he was killed and, and something that people sort of look into more. It wasn't since Ned, you know, talked about it. Now, it was still more of a big thing in the first book, you know, talking about it. But still, I, I don't know if that's going to be in people's consciousness. But, you know, that, those are probably like the, the big, at least the ninth episode is probably going to have, you know, the fight with Oberyn Martell and, and, uh, and the mountain and the battle. And that can fill up a lot of time. Because remember, it was the Battle of the Blackwater uh, for the ninth episode in um uh, for the second season and that took mm-hmm. up pretty much the whole episode and you got different perspectives and um however I, i'm wondering if they'll end the the battle at the wall kind of remember how they ended the the battle of the blackwater with with the lannisters and the tyrells coming in and just and just you know fucking everything up um i wonder if it's gonna be the same thing with stannis coming in and fucking everything up when they're fighting the wildlings well that is what actually happened yeah i wonder if like they'll just be a, a shot similarly um so yeah, um, those are the main things. And then ending the season, as you were saying, like finding out, you know, killing Liza, um, fi- you know, Tywin being killed. Um, yeah, I, don't, I mean, this is I don't just... think. Oh, and then, Lysa, and then, I don't think Liza is going to get killed. This really? Season. I mean, they don't have to do it. They don't have to. But because I don't, I mean, I don't remember. You guys have to remind me if that actually happens in Storm of Swords or if it's yes, later. It does happen in Storm of Swords. I just. Yes, I just told I you the, the order, even. Happen. I think they'll probably have a Sansa story arc. So much stuff that happens in Storm of Swords. Yeah. It's really, uh... Well, that's actually really, really one of the packed. interesting things that is about that chapter. Because, you know, Littlefinger says, I've only ever loved one woman, Catelyn. And the very next chapter, she shows up again. Ah, see, I didn't remember that. And the truth is, I feel like that really also would work well on the show. Definitely, oh, definitely is a great cliffhanger scene. I'm just saying, if she, if he's saying, I only ever loved one woman. Only cat, yeah. And now, yeah, only cat, and he's like, you know, you know and now she's dead. Da da da. Hey. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, God, this this should be a crazy season, but I think, I don't know, Jeremy, if you said so, it, but so, the story arc, the Sansa story arc would probably be at the Irie. I think that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to talk some more about the trailer, though, specifically. Yeah. Right? <laughs> All right. Our, our, we're talking about the whole season, but there's there's certain things in the trailer that I think are interesting to talk about. For one thing, um, the scene where we see it's obviously taking place, you know, in in Danny's story, yeah, out in the yeah. other continent, where there's a guy riding on horseback galloping towards her army or towards uh, towards one guy who's on foot, right? And it seems to be that this is the the scene with Strong Belwas versus the champion. Of, I forget which city. I think it's Yunkai or Marine. Marine, right? So the the champion, right? Who who basically like comes out of the city and like taunts them and says, "Oh, show me your best fighter, and I'll kill him." And then Strong Belwas uh, fights against him. Except in the sh- in the show, there is no Strong Belwas. So yeah, he should have been played by the Rock, but you know. Well, yeah, well. So so the question is like, is is that what the scene is? And if it is, then. Who is going to take the place of Strong Bellas in his fight? They might just combine Whitebeard, Barris and Selmy, probably. Well, they might just combine aspects of him into Barristan and also into Mormont. No, Dario. Dario. Oh, good point. Good point. Okay. Oh, is is Mormont's betrayal is also going to be the season, probably right? Yeah. So that's going to be yes. interesting because we can't really have Barristan. Betrayal, because it's already happened. Barris, Barrison betrayal. What do you mean? He did. Well, I mean, all she—he just did lie to her. 
but we already know who he is. Right, right. So you can't really do that part. So instead, it just has to be then Mormont. You right. Know? I, I assume that's what they're going to do. It's just going to be Mormont. It's not going to be Barristan betraying her because, like, he didn't... Well, the thing that she was upset about was that he disguised himself, right? Yeah, and he and didn't tell her who he really was. They snuck into through the stores to open the gate. Right. And, yeah. you know, then... Ba-boom! Goodbye, Mormont. So, I feel like Dario is probably going to be the champion as opposed to Ben, Brown Ben, or Strong Bella. So, that would be great to see him. I feel like that's just to, there's already so many characters. I don't think we can do that. I don't know for sure how much they're going to do in Marine. I feel like, who knows exactly where they're going to push it in because they might push stuff in from the next book into this. Things are going to get very muddy in terms of like what book lines up with which season. Yeah. Like I think they've already pretty much decided that, you know, they're going to combine uh, Dance with Dragons and Feast for Crows into one storyline and just sort of like mash it all up together. Yeah. I mean, it is kind and, of one storyline. It is. Yeah. It is one storyline, but it, it makes the idea of like what happens in this book or that book or whatever, you know, very confusing. And it's almost like just a different, it's just a different story that's being told almost. Um, right. The way that they're moving things around, they've taken certain things from whatever that happened in the third book, they put them in the first season, they, you know, they took things in the fifth book and put them in the third season. Um, you know, they're, they're like mixing things all around. Right. right well, especially the Theon thing. Yeah. Let's yeah. think about what we saw, which is, so we saw like some guy getting, you know, running through. The city, probably Marine. We saw something of Daenerys in a throne room, also probably there. And we also saw some other guy who's about to probably have something bad happen. And of course, the almost crowd surfing scene. Mm-hmm. So, and the I, interesting I mean, thing to me about the scene where Danny says they can either, you know, live in my world or they can die in their old one or just something like that, right? right. I don't remember their exact words, but um, I feel like people watching the trailer who don't really know what's going on would just naturally assume that she's referring to people in Westeros. Well, that's how they edited it. Yeah. yeah. Right? Except that I think it's pretty clear for us as readers of the book that that's not who she's talking about at all. She's talking about the Miranese. Of course. Of course. She's talking about the slavers, no question. So I just thought that was an interesting sort of, you know, just specifically to the trailer and editing, you know, sort of just juxtaposition where, you know, they sort of make it seem like her story is part of the larger story when really it's it's sort of very removed from it. But right. they're trying right. to they're trying to present it as like a more cohesive whole, which is what trailers are supposed to do. So, you know, they did what they were supposed to. Right. Yeah. All right. So. It's interesting because we don't really know how it's going to be expanded and how much is going to be in there. Uh, it could be a lot. It could be a little. I feel like this based on what we're seeing, there's probably going to be something about, all right, slavers, go kill everybody, you know, and then they're going to, you know, run away. I assume there's going to be a slave versus slaver thing, but I can't really predict past that. Now, moving on, there is a big thing is a scene where we saw a bunch of people standing around a giant bonfire. Uh-huh. So the question then is, what's that? 
Um, yeah, I mean, well, the, the, this, I, this article says that it's, you know, maybe Melisandre burning traitors or something like that, or sacrificing people to Relore. Could be. Right. I mean, it's not really clear, how, of course, from the picture, but it might well, be... Well, it does look like Melisandre. You can see there's somebody dressed in red. Who's yeah, it's pretty clearly Melisandre. It might be the fake you-know-who. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. The fake Mance Raider. Mance oh, Raider. Mance Raider. In red? No, being burned alive. What, yeah, but that's, that's way later. That's, that's way later, yeah. Yeah, so that's why I'm not really sure. That's the thing with Janice Slint, which is oh, going to be yeah. awesome. Hopefully they'll do that. Uh, you, will root, you will rue the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is one of the top moments in Dance of Dragons. Um, so yeah. obviously we need to have this sort of like, oh, John finds grid and she's dead, obviously. And... You know, there's, there's got to be some stuff with Arya. Uh, I'm, well. I'm trying to remember. The grid dies in a raid which happens prior to the main battle, right? Who does? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. So there is that, and we already said that we think it's probably going to have the big battle as well. Maybe a giant or two. Well, there's definitely going to be giants. I mean, they showed scenes of the, the tunnels under the wall. Yeah, they showed a giant. So we have to assume something's going to happen with that. Yeah. And something that we didn't really talk about is what about Arya? I mean, we saw the barest minimum of her. But... What is she doing now? I mean, does she... What happens after they escape the Red Wedding is they just start running around like, ugh, I don't know what to do. There's some kind of dream she has of, of, of Nymeria. And then... She gets to the ship, right? Yeah, they find a bunch of friends. Well, hold on. Before that, there's the friends of Gregor that they find. And Arya really? helps Sandor. But Sandor gets seriously injured. And she leaves him to die. Finds a ship from Bravos, Shows the coin. And Which is also an awesome scene. And they take her to Bravos. That's what. That's all that happens. Yeah. Do you think she'll that. get to Bravos? I, I. I'm not sure if she will. Like, I don't like, know. Like, do, do anything? Because remember last season, also Tyrion didn't do a lot last season. I guess he did some I, things, but I think they could easily stretch it out so that that's how hers ends by her leaving to go to Bravos. Uh huh. I think that would make sense. And I'm trying to remember what happens with Bran. I mean, they basically just. Follow cold hands. I mean, we've already found that. Yeah, Bran doesn't really do anything else for the rest of the Storm of Swords. Yeah, but we saw something where he's talking to a tree. So, yeah, so they'll, that, they'll probably, yeah, they'll, I mean, they're going to do a little more. That stuff, little, unless they're going to add something to the story, like that's, oh, that would be stuff that, that hasn't even happened um, until the fifth book, which is like getting pretty far ahead. But I guess if they don't want to like completely lose track of Bran, then it makes sense to sort of yeah, keep his story going. Yeah. What were you saying, Benj? Um, I was about to say, oh, he meets up with Sam, but that already happened. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, maybe right. maybe they'll start the whole thing. Maybe they'll start the whole thing where they're getting, you know, eventually, like towards the end of the, of the season, they're getting chased by they, they, when they get saved by cold hands. Maybe they'll do that. I mean, because remember, he's not in Feast for Crows. All right. Um, well, let's let's just finish things off a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about the divergences we're seeing, and there's two I noticed. At least Yara. What about Yara? You know, can we all agree a much better name than Asha? No, I liked Asha as a name. 
I think <laughs> Yara I sounds too much like Arya. It's yeah, music. It, it, well, the funny thing is that they changed it because it sounded too much like Osha. Can it yeah, really people not be able to I, tell the difference? Um, like, like I, I, maybe they wouldn't. I don't know. It's so silly, especially because, like you say, Yara sounds just like Arya. It's the same letters. <laughs> like, you haven't seen it at the first it is episode the same where Bran goes, Bran goes, I didn't even realize that it has the same exact letters in it. This reminds me of that Simpsons thing with Yara, where Bran, you know, where he's like, Theon says, Yara, and Yosha says, are oh, you talking to me? No, I was talking to Yara, not Arya. I was, I was Gosh. talking to my son, who is also named Yara. <laughs> so, my son but I don't know if you remember but there was a part where Theon is thinking to himself about how much Osha is a pain he's just like Osha and he's like man the name doesn't even sound alike right right <laughs> exactly it's like George is like oh wait a minute <laughs> but when you have a book with that many characters in it you're gonna have a couple of names that sound similar true but I, I guess he's like you know I probably should say something I mean there are a few even a few <laughs> characters in the book who have the same name the same first name anyway right so obviously at this point you know she wasn't doing anything so what's gonna happen I mean I'm not even sure they might make up stuff for her I, I definitely could are you talking about Arya? are talking about Yara Yara, Yara. Oh, oh, oh. No, because they're, they're clearly, I think they're pretty clearly preparing an arc for her of trying to save her baby brother. And well, like, she didn't even leave until the king's moot. Right, right. That's the thing. And I'm not too happy about it because the king's moot was a pretty awesome scene. True, but that wasn't until Feast for Crows. So I don't right. even know what's going to happen with that. My it's prediction just, is the, the, okay. the Yara storyline will be disappointing because I think yeah. most of the stuff that the show that has done where they've deviated from the books and had like new storylines has been disappointing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think that's true. Yep. <laughs> so speaking of that, well, what about the guy giving the baby? Rast? Because... Yeah. Why is Rast? I was thinking like, why is Rast with the baby? Rast? Craster? Wait a minute. <laughs> it's, it's one of, Wait, that has one some of, of the same letters. Kids. Yeah, <laughs> you can't spell Craster without Rast. And he's like Craster's name used to be Rast, also. What? That's the thing because Rast was you're the new Craster. Rast, well, remember Rast in both the show and the book and the books, he was sent to the Watch because of raping. You know, for, yeah. for, for so maybe it's in his blood. You know, he's got a rapist. Obviously, it will be revealed that Rast is actually Craster's bastard brother, bastard son. I mean, yeah. Well, that, is, that was supposed to be given to the White Walkers, but the the Night's Watch found him instead and raised him as one of their own. But really, no, 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 no they didn't because remember he was found on the road with uh, oh, wait with a minute. Snow in the first in the, in the hold on a second, hold on a second, wait, Rast in the book died right at the wall defending uh, against the wild. Like, so he's a so he's a zombie or like he's a white picking up one of the uh the babies or is this having something to do with one of our other baby friends what i don't know what you're baby saying friends. you know our baby friends <laughs> like the muppets like what yeah no there's two other babies i don't I oh mean, they you don't mean get... you mean uh gilly's baby and, oh. and uh the Mance Raiders baby. That's right. Yeah, it might have something to do with them, but now what? I don't know. It does. Well, remember, Craster's already dead, right? He is. So, so people giving babies away to the others is probably like, I assume that's that went out the window with Craster's death. 
So we assume. So I don't really know what's going to happen there. I think it's up in the air at this point. Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk about what I'm glad about the uh, what they're doing. I think that the new guy playing the mountain seems very good casting. Yeah. They've really I mean, fucked you can up tell. the mountain. That, that's one thing that definitely in the show they fucked up. <laughs> the mountain, this like sense that the mountain is this fucking like like menacing, like he's just this monster. Yeah, we he, talked like, about that. We talked yeah. about that back in when we when we were doing a podcast or season episode recaps he, about like, like how, new, how the new, monster, new, the, the yeah. mountain rather, is like he just he's doesn't weapon. he doesn't seem as impressive on the show as he is in the well, book. He's not as he doesn't have the same just uh you know like intimidating like presence not even when he's there but just when people talk well, about him right you know, well let's think about the it's first, almost the like first... like he's he has a, as much of an impact on the book as tywin lannister does without even actually yeah. being there but he's in the like show he has almost no impact at all he's a weapon so they, he's a weapon of war i mean they need to do that in this season if they want to pay that off right they need to have they need to build him up in some way. I think they will. I think they're going to try at least. Yeah. I assume that they're going to have something, him doing some terrible things at some yeah. point because that would make sense. And I think this guy can pull it off. The, the, for the guy who played him in the first season, Conan Stevens, which is a great name, yeah. who is an Australian actor, left to be in The Hobbit. And who did he play? I think he played one of the orcs. Oh. Did he play the, the white orc guy? Like the you know the main, main villain orc who yeah uh, as, is like not even in the book or is just in like a footnote somewhere in the appendix of the book. He, he played Bolg. <laughs> oh no, so that's not like the main guy. Who's Bolg? I don't know. It sounds familiar, strangely. Are you sure you didn't play Grod? Grod, Grod. No, I mean I just looked it up. Bolg was. Somebody. Hmm. Is he one of the dwarves in the like in the mountains in the Misty Mountains? Azog is his father. Uh, Azog, Azog is the the king of the orcs. Yeah, he's he's the yeah he's the main he's the main antagonist. Yeah. Can we not talk All about right. crappy movies right now? All right. Well, let's get uh, so anyway. Whatever. <laughs> the guy the guy in the second season. This guy named Ian White right. was so he was tall, but he was so thin you didn't get any presents from him. Yeah, and he also and, never did anything. You know, they didn't, he talked I to Tywin a couple times. Like it, it was sort of like he, the way he had the way he looked reminded me more of uh, Terry. What's his face from Monty Python and the Holy Grail? The guy who kept lifting his helmet to talk constantly. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Oh yeah, so Terry like, Jones. With the, yeah. yeah, with the big beard, you know, mustache. It was like it felt like it was the same me. thing. He was no. lifting up. No, 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 no. It's me <laughs> lifting up his helmet to say, "Yes, let's ravage the countryside, Tywin." It's like, oh, I don't buy you want to ravage anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> but this guy, I feel like he has it. The truth is, like one of the best scenes in that first season was that whole stretch of. Loras versus the mountain, him falling off, you know, ripping off his helmet, yelling, you know, sword, and then killing the horse. Yeah, that was then, good. That set him up in a good way. And he had like this, it was such energy. It was like, it was, and then people, they had the great musical sting to make it you really, to increase the tension. And then, you know, the hound comes in, and they start, you know, actually just swinging at their swords at each other. That was great. 
Yeah. And I thought that was uh, really well done. Unfortunately, obviously, they couldn't keep it to that. But, you know, nothing to be done about that. Yeah. So I'm hopeful, because at least it seems like they moved in the right direction. And I feel like if we talk, like as we said, if they end it in the ways that we said, you know, the John getting the commander, Lysa dying. Oh, I guess Tyrion would have to do it first. And that is how it is in the book, is that, well, the truth is, let's think about the order for a second, because I feel like that's how we should end the podcast, talking about how we think it should end. So, because what are the final things that happen? So Tyrion kills his father. That's one thing. And John becomes the commander. That's another. Sansa is involved because... Well, she, know, goes, she, goes off with, she goes off... I mean, she becomes kind of the Lady of the Eyrie in a certain sense. Well, She's, yeah, Lysa dies. Yeah. Arya goes off on the ship. Uh-huh. And uh, what else? Tyrion goes um, off... Oh, we already said that. We already said Tyrion. And... Let's see. We haven't no. spoken about Ober Martell that much, you realize? You didn't say anything about his whole thing about him trying to come in. They're definitely going to play that up. Yeah, I'm, him I'm coming sure to Avenge. Are, well, I was saying, we already saw stuff where I have him talking to different people. I'm sure they're going to do plenty with that. You know, they had him with the spear, so you know, I feel like they're definitely going to push that forward. But I'm just thinking, like, how are they going to end this? Because we have the commander part, we have Tyrion, we have Lysa, and of course we have Stoneheart. Right. So I think they have to include all these things in the finale. Arya, does it have to be in the final episode? Probably, because I think it wouldn't work as well if it was in the ninth one. Mm-hmm. Because it would take away from the impact of Oberyn getting killed. Uh-huh. So what do you guys think? How what do you think would make more would like fit better in the way that the narrative is? Because in the book it's a little bit different. I mean, it's it's basically Tyrion, John, Sansa, Stoneheart, and Arya is, is quite bef- way before that. No, I think it makes sense to push Arya's ending to the end of the season. Yeah, because she kind of just gets lost in the mix the way it, the way it's done in the book. Same thing with Bran, where like Arya and Bran's stories end early, and then other people's stories keep going. Um, right. I think the show will hopefully make more of an effort to sort of keep everything along the same sort of pace so that all the stories are sort of ending around the same time. Right. Well, one of the great things that happens after the fight is that Jamie, you know, talks to Tyrion about everything. You know, they have like, and I think that that would be good to have in the final episode. Yeah. The reveal. Yeah. So. And then I'm going, yeah. So what do you think? What, I mean, what, what works better, though? I feel like what I was saying, at least Stoneheart has to be the way to end it. Yeah. Because it would just, I think that's a great, like, what? Yeah. For people. Yeah. Just like it was in the book. Yeah. And even though Lysa getting killed is like a great, oh, what? I think that the Stoneheart, like, cutting No, but, but Lysa getting killed is not, like, the thing you end a season on. Yeah, because that's just more... Like, yeah. you end that particular storyline on that moment, but, like, that's not, like, the final image of the season. The final image of the season has to be something, like, more impressive than that. And that's the where only Stoneheart, thing, the only thing I think, that I think, is a stronger think, candidate. Yeah. I think the only thing that they that could contend with Stoneheart, though I think Stoneheart is the strongest, is just Tywin getting killed. I, I think that's the only other thing. Yeah, but I think... I but, think that but the story doesn't end with the moment that Tywin is yeah. killed. Right, right, right. 
it ends with Tyrion getting on the ship. So I feel right, like right. you could do that, but I, I don't. I don't really think that makes sense. Isn't he put in a bar? I wonder. I, I actually, I think it's possible that that George R. R. Martin, since he's a huge Tolkien fan, that he very likely put Tyrion in a barrel just to be a, as a certain like a, like an homage to uh, to the Hobbit when all the dwarves are in the barrels down the river. I, I feel like he might have done that kind of on purpose. I mean, it makes sense in the story, but you know what I mean. I think it's not totally, you know. Yeah, but hold on. Let me think for a second. The difference he, is that the uh, the dwarves in in Tolkien story didn't almost drown in their own piss. Well, yeah, that's that's the. <laughs> you see that that's George R. R. Martin's twist because George R. R. Martin were writing about the dwarves. They they would drown their own piss and afterwards have to jerk off immediately, like Tyrion does. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's a big it's a big dwarven circle jerk. <laughs> anyway, um. I think that um, <laughs> I guess I guess there is a part where he is in the barrel where he's going to Illyrio. Yeah, but I think that might not be until the next part. Oh, that's right. They shove him in a barrel in the in the uh, in Dance of Dragons. That's right. He doesn't. Yeah. He gets on a ship first. He's not in a barrel the whole yeah, way. He's not in a barrel. When they, when they the <laughs> that would have yeah. been like such a great like da 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 ending, like just a little corny ending. Like you killed your father. Now in the barrel you go. <laughs> <laughs> like Barry's like, oh, Master Tyrion, oh, you you're incorrigible. Now get in this barrel of wine. <laughs> no, 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 and there's okay, no eat. <laughs> then he looks at the camera and he's like, and he just shrugs like, "Here we go again." No, no, what would be great? Also, another way of ending the season is if they put him in like a a barrel, and then 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 you see him like floating off on, the, on like the sea in the distance as uh, bare necessities from Jungle Book. He's saying, yeah. <laughs> "I don't even understand it was that." But bare necessities. <laughs> well, so, okay, way better than Stoneheart. <laughs> Alright. Okay. Very good. We've <laughs> well, we've now come up with the, the perfect ending for this season. Yeah, well listen, yeah. it could only be better if Aronofsky or and you know Shyamalan contributed <laughs> as well. Why don't we just sprinkle Michael Bay in there while we're at it? So the the twi- so that would be the twist is that you know the the, the, Sh- the Shyamalan twist is that it was really Aronofsky <laughs> all along. <laughs> but I think I think we need to have one character designed by Guillermo del Toro, who is just seems oh. like a little bit out of place, but he's just there because it's Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, who could you do? He could do cold hands. He could do. Oh, you know, he could do. He could do the little like the one of the children of the forest, the one that talks with them. Um, you know, who he could really do. He could do whoever the seer, the green seer. He could do that because that's yeah, kind of yeah. like the fawn in uh, in Pan's Labyrinth. He could, he'd be one. the green seer, you know, just talking through the wall. But I was thinking who Ron Perlman would play, and I feel like a lot of options, probably Cold Hands. Yeah, uh, he doesn't say anything. <laughs> I don't, so I don't see Ron Perlman as Cold Hands. That doesn't work for me. What, because he says nothing? Yeah. <laughs> Seems like a poor use of Ron Perlman. Man. <laughs> All right, well, let's just have him play Tyrion. I think he know, should play Ron's long-lost brother, Broom. <laughs> you know what? I hope that in the next seasons, not this one, but the next one, after Tyrion is gone, that we see some of that great background stuff from Bronn that we just hear about. You remember? No. Oh, all There's the crazy all the... stuff that Bronn does? Basically, Bronn yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of gets to be a lord, and he sort of <laughs> bullies his way into becoming powerful, and he basically gets the loyalty of everyone there. Well, he's... Because... Where, where, where does he go again? Is, what happens with Braun is, first of all, he's knighted, right? Yeah. Yep. And then 
he marries this noble woman who basically has like brain damage um, because of what yeah. happened and because she was assaulted during the riots. Yeah, Lollis. Um, Lollis. Um, so he marries her because nobody else would marry her, but she happens to be like a noble woman who is the heir to some property. And then Bronn right. goes and kills the guy who's standing in the way of her inheriting his property, which means he inherits it because he's married to her. Um, and he ends up becoming a lord. Well, yeah, but before the way that happened is he names his the bastard son Tyrion. Oh yeah, that's right. And I then, forgot he names. <laughs> and then Cersei's like, "Well, here's all you need to do: just you know, challenge him. Essentially, say blah blah blah." And then he challenges him to a duel because he's like, "Ha ha ha! Uh, that's the honorable thing to do." Right, and because then, the guy course, thinks like no no true knight could lose to an upjumped sellsword. Right. right, and then Bronn, of course, you know, and Bronn kills uses him. Trickery and wins. I don't think he even uses trickery. I think he just kills him. He does kill him. The point is, he kills him. And, you know, maybe he killed him while his back was turned. Whatever. It doesn't matter. The important thing is he wins. Yeah. And Cersei's like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> this is why this is why men are, shouldn't have been men, but I should have been a man. <laughs> so, that's not until next season, but I hope that's that true. they have if, some... If Cersei forgiveness. had been born with a penis... She would have beaten Braun in that duel. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. All right. I think we can uh, wrap it up. I think we're all reasonably excited for the new season. I hope yeah. it's really great. Yeah. That's my. I hope it is. I. Feel, I mean, you know, maybe it'll suck, but I. I doubt it will suck. I don't know. I mean, I'm. My feeling on the show is that the first season was amazing. Um. The second season was like a little bit disappoint. Was the second season was disappointing, and the third season was like not as bad as the second season, but it was still not quite as good as I wanted it to be. So I'm still kind of waiting for a season to come along that I feel like is as good as the first season was. I know that not everyone necessarily agrees with that that viewpoint, but that's that's how I see it. Right, right, right. So what do you guys think? What I mean, you know, what's your feelings on the best season? You know, you might be right about that. I feel like season one just worked really well in terms of its arc. I enjoyed a great deal of season two, though, as well, even if I thought it had some deficiencies. I don't know. I mean, I think what we talked about is that I had that. I think my least favorite was probably three at this point. But I think part of that is because, you know, it wasn't as self-contained because it was based off of only half of a book. Right. What do you think, Benj? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think season one altogether was the best. Though I will say I've watched it so many times that it's that, you know, um, that like when I see the other episodes from the other seasons, it's definitely, a uh, you know, it's a nice, fresh thing. Like I, I, I've been rewatching uh, season two a little more recently, at least when I'm on the plane uh, going anywhere. So uh, that's been cool. So, I mean, yeah. I'd I'd say I'd say season one just in general. Also Ned, you know I love Ned. Everyone loves Ned. <laughs> Sean Bean, Sean Bean, man. Yeah. What a great casting choice. What a great performance. You know he he did a great job, and you know he just really worked. You know people should have guessed he was going to die right away. <laughs> That's certainly true. But last, you know, in two thousand twelve there was. There was a terrible movie, which Sean, where Sean Bean didn't die, and I was like, "Oh, wow!" 
<laughs> anyway. All right, guys. Nerd you later. Nerd you later. Nerd you later. <laughs>